Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, August 12, 2020. On this day in 1983, a sinkhole about 250 feet in diameter and 25 feet deep formed suddenly over the crest of the Bowling Dome, collapsing the roadway that ran alongside it. The Bowling Dome is a 55-acre underground rock structure that contains petroleum, sulfur, and salt. It lays on the western bank of the San Bernard River, about three miles north of Bowling Iago in Wharton County, southwest of Houston. Over 8,000 wells had been drilled to mine the sulfur reserve, and 12,000 more for oil and gas, producing a highly porous zone that affects the integrity of the dome. In addition to the 1983 sinkhole, several others have occurred over the Bowling Dome, a condition that is becoming common at other salt dome sites where sulfur and oil are produced. Now on to today's podcast. The COVID-19 health crisis impacted the Texas and U.S. economies in big ways. Texas was hit with a double whammy when oil prices plummeted in late April. The size of the economic shock will likely result in losses that overshadow those from the 2008-2009 to financial crisis. Recently released second quarter numbers from the Real Estate Center show the Texas land market was hit hard by both oil prices and the pandemic. Center research economist Dr. Charles Gilliland presented the findings in a Facebook live stream last week. If you missed the presentation, you can find the video on Facebook and on YouTube. We included a link to the video as well as his PowerPoint slides on our podcast webpage. Dr. Gilliland took a moment to join us on today's podcast to give more insight on how the COVID-19 pandemic impacted Texas rural land markets. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. How did the COVID-19 pandemic impact the Texas land market? Well, probably the most noticeable impact on a, a statewide basis was a, uh, a drop in the uh, total dollar volume. Uh, a year ago in 2019, the uh, annualized uh, dollar volume was $1.4 billion that uh, that were involved in uh, transactions in the Texas land market. This year in the second quarter, that fell to uh, uh, 1.1 billion. The, the, the reduction was basically 400, or pardon me, 336 million dollars uh, in transactions that uh, that didn't take place in the uh, um, in the second quarter of this year uh, compared with last year. The uh, the next place that it impacted things was there was only a a one percent one point seven percent or about a two percent increase in price uh, statewide um, from that uh, total dollar volume drop of twenty two percent. So the the big impact was uh, transactions didn't happen uh, as often as they would have uh, in the past. Um, and that had some impact on prices. But the experience was not universal across the state. Uh, the, the 
impact was seemed to be worse in, uh, or more noticeable in West Texas uh, than in the rest of the state. That, that's essentially how it uh, impacted the market. It impacted it by uh, reducing the number of transactions that, uh, that occurred and uh, having some negative impact on prices in, in particular areas. Overall, how did the Texas land market fare in second quarter 2020? Well, given the fact that we had a historic reduction in economic activity as measured by uh, changes in the gross domestic product, uh, it, it was a, a real blow to the general economy. And given that, that kind of a blow, which was has not been matched by any downturn uh, where they've been keeping records, uh, I would say that the Texas land market fared fairly well, even though the total dollar volume did drop 22% and the number of acres that were sold dropped about 24%. Uh, the price still uh, increased 1.7% overall. So uh, that's, in my mind, kind of a uh, an amazing set of statistics given how how really impactful the COVID virus was on the economic activity. Which Texas land market regions came out of the pandemic and oil downturn relatively unscathed? Which ones suffered the most? Well, probably the one that seems to have weathered the storm uh, as well as any is the uh, Austin, Waco, Hill Country, Central Texas area. And the price there went up one and a half percent. But the total dollar volume also went up almost 1%. Um, the total acres uh, that changed hands was almost the same. Uh, so essentially, there was not much of, a, uh, of an impact in terms of reducing the volume of activity. Now, the one that seemed to fare the best was... Uh, the West Texas land market from uh, up around Wichita Falls uh, down uh, toward the, the border through uh, Abilene. Uh, that area had strong price increase, and that drove a dollar volume increase there as well. But the, the acres were off 5%. So uh, it was uh, in that area probably reflected the fact that um, more high-quality properties sold than usual, um, but uh, there was a, a, a pretty strong performance in terms of price uh, and total dollar volume, but the sales volume, the number of sales were off uh, 12, uh, almost 13 percent. So uh, it was sort of a mixed performance, but the, the price increase was pretty remarkable. Uh, Northeast Texas also uh, managed to uh, post a 5% price increase uh, with, but it, again, we're looking at uh, total dollar volume retreating almost 12%, total acres down almost 16%, so the, and the sales volume, the number of sales was down 11%. So. Uh, there were a lot fewer transactions, but the price held steady in, in that area. And the same was true with the Gulf Coast and Brazos Bottom. Uh, it was a smaller price increase, 3.9%, but also a smaller sales volume drop of 7%. Uh, 
Um, so the, I would say that uh, the West Texas, Northeast Texas, and Gulf Coast, and uh, Austin, Waco, Hill Country were uh, weathering the storm pretty well. Um, the uh, Panhandle in South Plains was kind of a different story. The price there was off almost 6%. Sales volume was down almost 17%, and their total dollar volume was off uh, 22%, uh, roughly. So uh, that, that uh, looks like the, maybe the virus took a little toll on, on that particular region. But the one that uh, really probably suffered the most was the far west Texas out in the uh, in the Trans-Pecos country. A lot of the land market activity out there for the past uh, several years has centered on uh, on industrial activity as the uh, Permian Basin boom had inspired a lot of uh, sales out there for uh, various uses um, producing the oil and gas out in that area. When the oil price collapsed and the COVID virus also hit, it probably was more the oil price collapse than anything, activity came to a screeching halt out there and uh, prices sunk back from what the uh, oil patch people were paying to something that's more uh, reflective of, of normal prices out in that area, which represented a, almost a 50% decline in the, in the overall price. But the rest of the story was that the total activity was off uh, more than 60%, which should cast some doubt on the validity of that price indicator. It essentially, the market came to a screeching halt, if you will, out there for in the second quarter. And uh, the South Texas area um, experienced a price increase. That's the area from San Antonio south to the border of, of 2%. The sales volume was off about 30%, uh, and the total dollar volume was off about 17%. So uh, although the prices uh, uh, were uh, uh, hanging in there, the rest of the market looked a little bit weak. So that's kind of the the uh, snapshot of what happened uh, all around the state. What should we expect for the second half of the year? That is an extremely good question. And it all depends on, in my mind, the uh, <clears throat> what happens with the COVID virus. Uh, it, uh, people had assumed, I think, back in April, uh, March and April, that by this time, we would have it under control or, and or it would have kind of gone away for the summer and uh, things would be picking up and looking better. Uh, as we all know now, that has not happened and we are still in the grip of the pandemic and uh, people are still worried about uh, their exposing themselves to the, to the virus. So there is real reduction in economic activity that persists even when the authorities allow um, activity to, to pick up. Uh, people simply are not showing up at the restaurants like they did, used to and, so, and not showing up at their gymnasiums and things like that. So uh, what happens over the rest of the year 
I think depends greatly on what happens with the coronavirus, if we can get it kind of under control or so it's manageable and uh, and or we get a, an effective vaccine, um, then things may perk up. Uh, otherwise, uh, we may be in for a long haul with this. Brokers that I have spoken with have indicated that there's a lot of interest in rural land. So uh, there, there have been a lot of calls. People are basically thinking about re relocating away from the, the municipal areas out into the countryside. And so we'll just have to keep our eyes on the uh, market developments to see how that plays out. It could well inspire an uptick in, uh, in activity uh, as well as uh, prices. So my answer for what's going to happen in the second half is we need to stay tuned and see what's going to happen because it, it depends greatly on uh, what happens with the, uh, with the uh, virus. Thanks again for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for doing this. Thanks again, Charles. For more on this, don't forget to check out his full presentation. The center also just released a report that analyzes Texas land markets segmented by size for six of Texas' seven land market regions. Read Structural Trends of Regional Texas Rural Land Markets, a report by Dr. Gilliland and research interns Tian Su and Shelby Greaves. We included a link to that, as well as the center's latest land data on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. For more coronavirus-related information, check out the center's weekly economic indicator. This tool can help forecast changes in the Texas economy resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. We included a link to that publication down below, and don't forget to subscribe to email notifications so you always know when the indicator is updated. The Real Estate Center has more COVID-19-related podcasts. Recently, we sat down with Center Chief Economist Dr. Jim Gaines and Research Economist Dr. Luis Torres to discuss how the pandemic affected Texas housing market and general economy. To stay up to date when new podcasts are released, subscribe on iTunes or subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the bell icon to receive video notifications. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. We also included a link to the Center's latest COVID-19-related news items. You can read those items in our News Talk Texas database, as well as Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter. Sign up for free at the link below. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you want more from the Real Estate Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. The latest items in our research library include representative interest rates for Texas mortgagees, interest rate movement, housing affordability, quarterly commercial and apartment data, and more. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Real Estate Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes or to our YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, 
brought to you by the Real Estate Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder, and I'll see you next time. Bye.